Okay, good evening, gentlemen. So, um, around the world, there's something called Shalvim, and, you know, I typically I like to give a class either for men and or women. In general, Shalvim, of course, is the, t- the departure between Shmos and Mishpatim. It's a time where we're supposed to be working on Kedusha, on holiness. Uh, since the time of the Rizal, of course, said it's, a, it's an opportunity this time of year to work on Tikkun uh, which is, uh, you know, using a male's koach uh, in, in an inopportune or, or less than opportune way. And it, in the world that we live in, uh, we know that that uh, is uh, more of a problem than ever before, probably since the time of Petzrayim. Um, one of the areas to work on, therefore, is Harchakas. I always, you know, I, I typically, I meet with secular people, and the f- we live in a world where it's extremes, because the secular world cheapens sexuality to, to no end. It's, it's just a means of having fun and games. Christianity actually is anti-sexuality. If you take it, if you actually read the theology, uh, that they, they, they view it as dirty or as what we call bidyevit. It's something you may have to live with, but the act itself is dirty. And by us, it, there's nothing holier. But as I always say, it's the holiest act in the world. So much so that the words of the Kabbalists compare it to the, to the holy of holies in the base of Mikdash. But it's holy with the right person at the right time. <laughs> it's holy of holy with the right person is your wife, and at the right time is when she's tired. There is nothing holier. There's nothing more important. It's part of the marriage agreement. It brings children into the world. It consummates marriage. It's part of Shabbos. You can't have a better spent time uh, within limits, obviously, but uh, than that with a a male and his wife. It's the only time where a human being is complete. Complete, complete. Zara says when when Zohar and are together physically, they're complete. They're and that's why marriage comes that way. That that's why children come to the world that way. Because of its holiness, there is of course a polar opposite. The polar opposite is Toma. The polar opposite would be to be used in the wrong in the wrong way. The sages, uh, therefore, really wanted to make sure that when a woman is Anida, <laughs> that there are laws which cause a, a rechok, which is called harchakas. Not a rechok, not a dissonancing between man and his wife, but a harchaka between man and being physical with his wife. Because there is a temptation, because we are humans, the sages want to create an environment of that and as we'll learn tonight, there are many actual halachas, and they're serious halachas. How serious are these halachas? So, you know, I think it's important to, to see what the Chazal say. The Gemara, of course, talks about the harachakas are a mitzvah of Dirabanan. There's a whole couple of Dapim on Shabbos that discuss this. <coughs> the Gemara says in Shabbos, Dafi Gimel, after discussing some of the harachakas, some of the things which a man and woman are not supposed to do. And by the way, I, you know, I said it's really for married men. Usually people think, Anida, who do you think about having Anida? Younger married men. Right? You know, people 
or relatively younger, right? Men whose women wives are not menopausal, because once you go menopause, you go to the mikvah one time and you're done. You're done. But it's not true. It's not true. In fact, when is it pertinent for extra cookie? Tishbelim Kippur. Kippur. All married men and Shiva, right? Um, <coughs> well, hopefully Shiva doesn't happen, but it's also important. So. Uh, all married men on the married you can be seventy five years old. There are laws of harchakas between Ish Vish and Yom Kippur on Tishab of night, only Tishab of night, not Tishab of day. Same thing. If Chas Hashem somebody is in Avelis during the week of Shiva, also the, the laws of harchakas apply. So even if they're sixty years in the late sixties and they haven't had the laws of Nida for a while, harchakas will apply during those time periods. Well, the Gemara after talking about harchakas. So it brings down a story. Tana de Be'eliyahu. We should, this should be familiar because we're, we're studying Tana de Be'eliyahu tonight. So Tana de Be'eliyahu, either it's Eliyahu who taught it to Rev Anan, which is the Gemara brings down, and it's all the study, all the studies of Rev Eliyahu Hanavi, or the Bershava brings down that he thinks this is actually a Tana, a sage, who had the name Eliyahu, but not Eliyahu Hanavi. So Ma'isa B'Tamad Echad. It was a student. Shoshana Harba, Vikara Harba, Vishimish Tamidi Kham Harba. He studied all of, uh, studied a lot. He, he learned a lot of, uh, studied a lot of Mishnais. He learned a lot of, of Tanakh. He was, he was, uh, uh, diligent in serving the sages to learn all of the, the intricacies, which is really the way he learned Gemara in those, in those days. Umeis Vichatsi Yamav. He died a, a half of his life. He died a young man. Vahaisa Ishtai. They tell us to feel of his, his, his wife, who was distraught, took his tefillin. She used to go from shul and yeshiva. Today she would probably blog. How could this happen? Right? God, what has? Why has this happened to me? Right? She said to all these yeshiva students, "Does it not say in the Torah?" That it's your life and it gives you long life. My husband studied a lot of Mishnah, Yitzhakar Harbin, learned a lot of Tanakh. Vishimish Tamid Khan Marvin served the sages. Why did I at such a young age? Where's the Arikamim? Nobody was able to answer. Pamachas, one time, this Arachti at Eliyahu says, I was by her. And she told me the whole story, the Gansa Megillah, the whole story. And I said to her, Biti, my daughter, when you're a Nida, tell me what's with you. So he's, here's what I need being the five days where she's still seeing blood, or six days, whatever, different strokes for different folks, right? When she's still seeing blood, what did he do with you? Four days. What? Four days. Uh, that's not healthy, but four is very uncommon. But in theory, four days for Svartim. So, <laughs> in, necessary. Mao at Slach, right? Ama Amra v'shalem. Avil ba'atzmaktalem, he doesn't even touch me a little bit. In the days, now it's a question, it's a seven clean days. So does it mean with Bayezov or even in our Nidas? But we're talking about our Nida today. She, she said, what do you, when you're counting the seven clean days, you're still a Nida, right? What's, how does he act with you? She said, 
He eats together with me, which means no no harchakas. Shasimi, he drinks with me. Viyashin imi, he sleeps in the same bed with me. Bikir baser, bikir baser. By the way, means they didn't wear clothes. In those days, they didn't have pajamas, pajamas, but they slept unclad. Avilo also take the lavacha, but chaser shabi, we didn't have relations. Nothing like that. Avamarti lot Eliyahu says. Thank God, God killed him. Praise the Lord, and he's killed. Baruch Hashem. Shalom Nasa Panim L'Tayra. He and Kehle Tayra says, You're a Nida. You're a Zava. The seven clean days. He's not doing any Rechokas. He's eating with you. He's drinking with you. He's sleeping in the same bed as you. Al-Isha Menidas Tumas L'Tikrav. You can't, when a, when a woman is an Nida, you can't have kirva. You can't be close to this. In fact, what, by Nida, one of the so comer is having relations with the Nida as a Chiv Karas. It rips a person's soul off in the world to come at some, to a large level or can be punished terribly in this world. Karas is like eating a Yom Kippur. <laughs> Could you imagine sitting there eating a nice sandwich in Yom Kippur? person's ball and he does his Chiv Karas. So the Gemara here highlights oh, this guy is tzaddik of a Jew in other areas because he did, didn't care enough. So the Machlekes, the Achorim says either because he didn't learn enough to know what Hachakas were or he didn't care enough but either way says, so tonight we're going to make sure that we know Hachakas and uh, although we're not doing it tonight it certainly brings a person Kedusha and it brings a person's house Bracha and we only Bracha in our house and it causes our marriages to be strengthened. And as I've spoken many times about marriage, there's nothing more important in our own spiritual development than our marriage. You want to be, become a mensch in this world? you got to invest in your marriage. Right? Your marriage is, as I mentioned, even parenthetically talking about when you're together, is how you become whole in this world. Like Gemara says, the Avama is a person who's not married and not happily married, is lacking tremendous things. Harchakas strengthen marriage. And it's also a mitzvah so let's go through the halachas. I'm open to questions which are pertinent and germane. If you think you have a personal question, you know what pertinent and germane is? No, pertinent and not germane. They don't tell, they didn't tell you that in Israel. They tell them the shuk, they'll talk that way. Nogea. Masha's a nogea. Nogea mamaisa. No, personal, okay. Like, say what's clear If you don't, it's, you're, since you're being taped, and some people can listen to your voices, if you're asking anything about your wife, your own Shalom Bais, ask me privately, uh, lest so- someone say, oh, I heard so-and-so ask this question about his wife. Um, you can always ask, oh, I heard this, somebody asked me this question once. Not, you know, you know that somebody friend, friend of mine wanted to know. Right. Okay. So when you use the safer OR, just because it's easy, I like the safer, because it's easy, it's bullet points, uh, and it's not technical. I have my shulchan aruch with anything technical here, but that's way too technical. That's that's my new show. So we're going to do the big topics. We don't have enough time to finish all the details, but we should go cover the basics. Chai of Adam, we live first from Ish to be made to muscle. A person's um, obligated to separate from his wife when she's tama ashetispor until she counts seven clean days after stopping to bleed. Now, obviously, there are all kinds of laws of doing bedikas and checking. Which are obligations. If a woman counts seven clean days, and she did not go to the mikvah, she's still a hundred percent nida. She's still a hundred percent nida. If a woman does not go to the mikvah, this is a true story. My wife, 
there's a lady a few years ago was giving a class a lady moved into the community from a different community older she was counting seven days but never went to the mikvah she, and she didn't she you know she she, she never went to the mikvah she I'm, didn't I'm, know I'm not, I didn't ask her too many details but she, she changed afterwards and she actually asked her to ask me shadows. but can you imagine you're a nida there's no difference I've mentioned many times before, actually, we talked about menopausal. I actually have had this close to be involved a few times. If you get a lady who is not observant, and she's in her 60s, she goes to the mikvah once, for the rest of her life she's tar. And I can't really go to the mikvah once! One time! Get it, get it! You know somebody! Just get her to go to the mikvah, I know, one time, and she could. But if she doesn't go to the mikvah, she hasn't seen blood for 20 years. She's still a nida. 20 years later, she's 75 years old. She's a nida! And all these halachas are absolutely, uh, absolutely applicable. It's a big mitzvah. Rav Lef used to speak about this when my rov when I was younger. Uh, he used to speak, not in front of me. <laughs> but he, I know that he used to speak about this. And he got people to the mikvah. He, he had a, a shul of a uh, diverse population. And many of the ladies were not observant or started out life later and did not become observant. They're still married. Hey, get, get to make for one time. You're 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 taher. Dichsiva dava benidas. You're still benidas. There are shina. Explain again. What do you mean one time of taher? If a woman has stopped seeing blood, oh, she's older. Menopause. Okay. Menopause, and then she goes to for one time for the rest of her life. She's taher, but if she doesn't go to the mikvah she, for the next thirty years, forty, fifty years. She's still tzmeya. She's still nida. Doesn't make a difference. She's a nida. Legamre, a nida. But Darshina means it means even when they're tired, they're, they're neither. Even when they're not seeing blood, right? Even in their what would have been their tired days, they're neither because they haven't went to the mikvah. If Darshina mesecha Shabbos benidaso teha, you are neither. Ashetava ma'ayim tisbol until you go to the mikvah. And of course, that's why mikvah has to be kosher. It's very important that to make sure a mikvah is kosher v'yasher. Says the uh, next oz habal anida chayiv karas. A person has relations, intimacy. With Anita, she's your wife. Right? <laughs> You're married to her. Right? Chayev Karas. You're Chayev Karas. You just ate, uh, you just, uh, ate on Pesach Chametz. Right? Chayev, Chayev, Karas. You just, uh, you just, uh, ate on Yom Kippur food. Vamachabek, Vamanashik es Anita. Let's say you don't have physical, complete intimacy with Anita. You hug her and you kiss her. Hug her and kiss her. By the way, if it's a strange woman who's in Nida, you're also going to be over this on your wife. Right? You offer all of your You also offer this to Nida. Right? You also offer this to Nida. You kiss your secretary and Chasachom is on this room to do that. But it's important to the halachas. Right? And you hug her. You're over the same halacha. This is any Nida in the world. Right? But for your ima, your mommy, or your grandma, habal and your chavkarts, if you hug or kiss her, you're over an isra deraisa. You're over a Torah prohibition. Over an isra deraisa. That's how the Rambam and most poskim paskin that anida hugging and kissing is an isra deraisa. I will mention there is a Ramban and Achmanis who holds its dirabonim, uh, but that's the a minority opinion. Okay. The Chazasu Harchalka Bezeva Asu Labal Vili Isha Lasu Shum Davar Shalchibo 
because of the severity, Chazal made Harachakas. Uh, now, people will say, well, as you learn say, this applies to me. So, there's two answers I have to this. Number one is, it's Chazal, it's Dindurabon. Number two is, <laughs> actually, number one is, everything applies to everyone. You know, anyone who reads the newspaper or who is honest themselves know that this area in life right, is glue. You can easily go down a path Right? And it creates an ambiance. You know what an ambiance is? A lot of this, you know, when a husband and wife are close to you want to create a, a positive ambiance. Right? Ambiance is very important. You know, like they have a candlelight dinner, the lights are a certain way. What's ambiance? What's ambiance? Ambiance. What's that? I don't know. It's It's avira. Right, Great. I'm teaching you. Yeah, English. Really good too. You're learning in English. So basically, um, hugging or kissing could um, be chayav kois. Uh, well, chayav is usher. We're now that's that can lead to chayav. That's for sure usher. Anyways, we're talking about harchakas creating an uh, an avira. You 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 create an avira. Why do you 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 you, you pour the wine? You start flattering. You, you, you create an ambiance. It's it's all part of it. And even if you imagine some things are more remote, no, 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 no. There's a there's a sequence of events which can lead a person to it. It's kind of like um, traffic laws. I mentioned this before, right? If you speed, you don't get into an accident every time, but you will get into an accident eventually. If you go through stop signs, you don't die every time, but you will get into it eventually. And in this case, it would be an isudirabanan. It's Intrinsically in Isser. So we want tra- laws of the land over here to uh, protect us. To protect us. And as we saw by Eliyahu and that, and the Gemara and Shabbos, it's very severe. It's very severe. Now, of course, it enhances a marriage. It creates a certain wanting when a woman is tart. But the bottom line is, Chazal wanted to separate us to be from, not from our wives, but from the acts of intimacy so that we don't stumble when it's very serious. The fact that we can't have Relationship with their wife at certain po- points in the month. That's to create a freshness in the marriage, to create an excitement in the marriage, and it's quite frankly, even if we can't explain it to Hashem's rotten in, 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 this, in this world. Therefore, Loyaka Roishima, you should not be lightheaded with your wife when she's Anida. Right? You should not be lightheaded with your wife. Now, some people are never lightheaded with their wives, only when they're dating, right? But it's good to be lightheaded with your wife. <laughs> There's times, certain times, but it's a positive. Now, when she's Anida, Right? Excuse me. Don't speak about things which are suggestive. Right? Hey, you know, the, you, you know, when I teach Chasanim, I'll say when you're going to be with your wife, you should be articulate. You know, if, if it's Friday night and it's out, and you're going to be together, you should be you should be complimentary in certain ways. You should say certain things. The Gemara is clear. That's part of how uh, 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 you connect to your wife, right? And you should feel that way. It's healthy to feel that way. But now it's not healthy. It's counterproductive. And even if you think you're not going to do something, just creating that ambiance is a really big negative. So you shouldn't look. Say you look. I'll give an example. I can elaborate, but I think you have the idea. You look stunning. Now you should never tell someone who's not going to look stunning. Period. That's a raya. That's a raya. If somebody would tell my wife they look stunning, a uh, guy, I would think he's a low life. So would she, right? I mean, who kind of would you tell that to anyone else's wife? 
right? I mean, the guys are all perhaps they have no clue, they have no moral compass. Well, all of us know. You tell a woman you look stunning, who is not your wife, you be like you be arrested in, in the Torah world, right? They, you know, even you, know, you know, and if your wife would hear that, your wife hears you tell that wife you look stunning, she she take a pot and hit you on the head with it. So why is that? Because a comment like that is suggestive. So you can't answer your wife when she's an either. Because tonight she is not mutter to you. Right? Just like you would never say it to anyone else. You can, that's a good way to know what's crossing the line. Right? You want to know what you can't say to your wife? Right? Obviously, you can say certain things when your wife is an either. But there's certain innuendos which would be very, very inappropriate when the wife is an either. Because it will lead to this ambiance and to, uh, uh, to Tashmish. Lo yigaba, uh, you shouldn't touch her. No touching. Not even how you kissing now. No. Oh, you're dirty over here. You know? Uh, 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 or even on top of the clothes. Right? No, no wiping off the person. No, before you go out, let me fix your tie. Right? I'm in ties in here. No one's wearing a tie. Okay. You know, you're, you know, let me brush you off. None of that. Right? Certainly no holding hands. Right? While she's, uh, neither, and not even on, on, over the clothes. Next. Also, la riech besam shalaya. Right? And she puts on perfume. The blowing wind. What? No, the blowing wind. Like blowing. We'll, we'll talk, we'll get that, actually. We mean blowing like a feather off of her. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> when you blow her hair, I think that's pretty suggestive. Uh, you know, right? That would be suggestive. But, even feather, we'll see. So, also la riech besamim. Shalal, you shouldn't smell her perfume. What do you think? Smelling a perfume when she's in either is that a healthy thing? Would you go over to any other woman and smell her perfume? Right? Yeah. Good gauge, pretty much if you don't do it to another woman. Right, exactly. Gauge, yeah. Oh, now, let's get to things that are very practical. Mugeya. Translate over here. Pertinent. Germain. Okay. You can't pass from your hand to her hand. You can't play catch. No throwing. You know, throw the keys. No, thro- no, no throwing. Throwing it on the table. So the main reason why you can't uh, pass or uh, throw is because you'll come to touch each other. And when you're panning hand to hand, you'll have a touch. Now, I think there was a book, uh, this, uh, my wife had this book called The Magic Touch. Remember this book? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like for girls, you know, or for more, mostly for balls, chuva girls, uh, to explain, uh, you know, why the year is. Uh, it's funny, like, you know, in the. In the and yeshiva, like the lowest, I mean the lowest level is Nagia. Like, I mean, <laughs> again, there's always a rubble, blah, 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 but that's assumed to be the lowest, you know, but for somebody becoming observant, it's really a really high level. You have to like explain why you can't touch the opposite gender, right? <laughs> so, in part, this book's called The Matter Touch because touch is sensual. It, it, it creates a connection, right? It creates a connection. And when your wife is in this state, you know, and hopefully your marriage is functional and positive and you want to be together. It's healthy for a, for a husband to want to be with his wife, but you don't want to bring that, uh, that on. So we don't, we don't pass, we don't throw. Uh, also, therefore, you can't even light a candle from one to another. Also, Labal, Halikner, me, 
Miner should be at each though. You can't light uh, from a candle. So if you use a candle, she has a candle. Also, you can come uh, to touch uh, if you're. Uh, I don't think anyone here smokes, but obviously you can't. She can't light your your, your cigarette. A havdala candle. You can have. She holds it. You light it, or vice versa, uh, as well. How do you pass like a half dollar candle because you can't really put it down um, when it's burning? You gotta have a holder, man. Yeah, you gotta have a holder. Yeah. Or you gotta hold it. Or you gotta hold it. Or she holds it. And she holds it. And you. She extinguishes it. You don't have to pass it. Why do you have to pass it? No, because I usually have. Um, I have. Um, so she'll have to light the candle, basically. Oh, uh, uh, so you gotta be creative over there. Now, emotionally, you're a married man. You're gonna have, you can expand your talents over here. Yeah. Uh, I also have holy cards. Um, I think has a holder. Hold, holder, or you're the standing type. The ones that that stand on, oh, on the table. Yeah. yeah, you don't need to hold it. Those today are quite popular. Um, now, I'll tell you the truth. Food is a, is a bond, right? You know, I, if I want to go fundraising or I want to have a deep conversation with a person, just this week, yes. It's usually Monday. So in the show, I wanted to talk about a Torah topic, and it's something that's bothering him. And you know, he asked me if I can meet. I said, "Great." I didn't say come to my office. I went to lunch. Why did I go to lunch? Not because I didn't want to go to Izzy's Bagels. I can do more with my time than try to find parking on California Avenue, right? But because it's it's more of a relaxed setting. It's a relaxed setting. It's a much easier, right? If you want to find, right? So therefore. What's the minute when you date? If you like the girl, you invest her. What do you do? You go out to eat. What, do you think that? Why in the world do you go out to eat? Because eating is a bonding experience. Eating bonds you to a person, right? It connect. There's a connect. It's a connector to a person. Therefore, you know, you're, you know, romantic. That again, I, most of romantic is krum, as we say, is is fake and phony, and it's it's only for a person's pursuing pleasure. But there is certainly a, a, a kosher way to find feel connected to your wife, right? When you eat together, that creates a certain connection, right? Um, you know, I try to have, uh, you know, when I'm here, I <laughs> lunch with my wife once in a while because it's something about having lunch. It's different than just sitting on a couch and talking, right? There's a connection. So therefore, we'll see that the laws of eating and drinking are very, very chamer because we want to make sure that we know that this is not just a regular meal when a woman is uh, there has to be some difference if you're sitting at a table a hacker between your plate and her plate for example you gotta put a kli as a simon that she's a nida right so you put something in between the, something that's not usually on the table you put now ideally it shouldn't be small it should be a little bit bigger and you'll put it between your you know you put the telephone uh, between you two the illusion if you have a telephone between your plate and her plate you put a telephone between you two you put uh, a stucco box between you two right? ideally it should be something that's large um, what if there's already a separation you know what is that? Yeah, what do you like, mean? Uh, you know, like, we don't really eat together, but when we eat together, we're usually sitting on our computers anyway or something, you know? So, I, I, we should talk privately, <laughs> because, uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I happen to think you should have a rule. Every 
you know, uh, for Shalom Bayis, you can see what you what you can see what you should be doing here. Yeah. Right. We're basically never on the computer except for when we're. Right. You should never do that. You should have a rule. You know, when I was married, until I became a rov. When I a rov, I have to have the phone out because of emergencies. Right. I don't pick up a whole if it's emergency, but I I took the phone off the hook every night. You can ask my wife. Yeah. Took the phone off the hook every night by dinner. I would take it off. For years, my first few years of marriage, I would take off the phone, eating dinner, nothing else exists. We never eat dinner, like it's breakfast or it's like No, but you, so the point is, is you want to do that. I have that, when I was in Florida, my parents took me out with my, with, with Khalifa, a couple weeks ago. I went to this restaurant in South Florida. This is crazy. There's a whole family from New York sitting with like eight people and they're at a table waiting for the food. No one's talking. They're like this. Yeah. Every, I thought, it was like, how pathetic. These families on a vacation, it's, it's, it shows you don't, you're not machshiv, the person. I really strongly think that you should not read a book, the newspaper, look at your computer, be talking on the phone, while your spouse is at the table. And, and because it's the opportunity to, to connect, right? Certainly when you have children, or if you have children, it's a big no-no. You want to spend time with your children. Right? I, uh, you know, we have a rule in my house that we eat together. Right, we don't eat at five. It's not five shifts. It's one shift. <laughs> we, our families eat together, right? And even if my kid wants to do the homework now, no, no, you gotta come to the dinner table, right? Because you want to bond with the person. So you should change that. Have anything else? And when you change that, you have to have a you have to have a hacker, right? You have to have a hacker anyways. But you should change that. Now there are a few other ways to do this besides putting it. If you change. Uh, uh, your place. Let's say you always sit in one place and you change where you sit. So if you change your seat, that's a hacker. Where it's abnormal, just like putting a stucco box on a table is abnormal, or right? Changing your seat is also a hacker. Uh, or, according to some, if you're the opposite side of the table. So <laughs> if you were on that side of the table, I'm on this side of the table. So that, that's already a hacker. You're also very far away. Lastly, if you have other people eating at the table, right? if you let's say you have guests, do you have to put a hacker out? What do you think, Alex? So yes. No. No. I heard if we're sitting next to each other, yes. Um, that's what my uh, class and teacher told me. Let's see. I married him off being a different class and teacher. This is what happens over here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. No. And if you're sitting next to each other, you're all right, according to some. All these three are opinions, but I'm going to him. So there are some who say if you have guests, but as a general rule, there's no such thing as embarrassment as far as hachakis, right? <coughs> if you can't pass the baby back and forth, people realize that you know what's in it. Does it matter, like halakhically, if people can tell? Not at all. You should, you should, you shouldn't flaunt it. Yeah. You shouldn't purposely show it off. Yeah. But certainly, uh, when I first got married, I thought everyone knew. I was like, oh my god, everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one's really pay- no one cares. No one's paying attention. I realized I was the only one ever paying attention. Right, um, <laughs> but but it wouldn't make a difference for halacha. You have to do what halacha said. Yeah. So really, the halacha is like this. Some say like a motion. If you say next to each other, you have to put a, 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 a put it. But if you're not, you don't. Some say no matter what. Like Alex said, I personally hold that ideally, if you have guests and you're sitting next to each other. You can put you can put something even small like a ring, something small between you two, but you don't have to. If necessary, the, the, we really there's, she does her raw, our leaves are reason, is that way I mean, for various reasons. 
Um, if you have a husband and wife and you put the baby between them uh, and no one else is there, that also is considered a, a hacker and a salacha. Okay. You're married. You have to make sure they hear the tape. You can't cause coming uh, important information over here. Um, so, uh, again, creating an ambiance. So, I mentioned before, anything you wouldn't do to your to your wife, right? You drink somebody else's cup. Come on. You share someone's soda. I'm not talking about boys when they're 16 years old in, in, a, in a dorm. Um, you know, you if you're if a coworker, you know, or a lady in your I've office. I've been in a couple shows like on Friday night when they had a kiddish. Um, the, they pass around a kiddish cup and everyone drinks from yeah. it, and men and women. So yeah, so so uh, yeah, I would not do that here for various reasons. Um, but it's still that's an act in this. I'm telling you when, when you're in your, you know, can you share your food with me? You know, most people, you know, don't do that. I'm not saying it never happens, but it's not, it's mm-hmm. not a, certainly, certainly most people w- won't look to do that. And, uh, and passing the cup around, I'm not going to judge anyone, but I would not recommend that ever, to be honest. Because you can easily get sick, you yeah. know. Uh, so, <laughs> so, you can't drink from your wife's cup. Drink from your cup, it's like, I'm sharing with my wife. And again, it's creating this 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 ambiance. Could she drink from your cup? Could she drink? The flip side, sometimes it's different. I know. The answer is yes, yes. in this case. Yes. Oh, because first of all, thing, men are much weaker than women in general, right? Men are weak creatures. You know, man can be happily married, and some lady walks by, and she's, his whole life changes, right? Men are men are men are weak, so. In this area, also, even though you're married, there's no hakas platar, so it's more stringent. And then fill it up. Also, also, it's asri mafsik adam acher beinem. Somebody drinks in between. They go to that shul Moshe, one two, right? And they pass the cup. Then it's no problem if she drinks. If she drinks, uh, if she drinks af- uh, afterwards. Um, or she drinks and then leaves the room, right? Drinks and then leaves the room. Uh, also, it's okay. Then you know, or if she drank from the cup and he had no idea, and he then drinks from the cup, also it will be uh, it'll be okay. Likewise, also the ball You can't eat her leftover food. Right? She starts the the food. You can't eat from it. Right? You know. You know when uh, when people are dating well and they start sharing cakes together and stuff like that, right? You can't eat the, or you know or the person's very cheap and then you shouldn't marry them anyways, right? Uh, so you can't start sharing one and uh, uh, food one and, uh, an- another. Um, you can drink the shiriot. You can drink uh, what you drink in front of every few people to another cup. Ah, so that's that's right now. So both by food and by drinks. If it's poured into another cup or put onto a different plate, and it's eaten that way, then that's okay. If it's a sandwich, though, you changing plates doesn't do anything. As you say, changing plates sometimes it could be just like, are you going to eat that? And you grab it, you put it on your plate. That's a little romantic, you know. Yeah, it's it, not it, romantic, it, but you don't do that. But, to but other no, but if it's you rice, know? you know, like you know, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a little bit yeah, tacky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about a situation like, um, um, suppose on a Shabbos. Um, she can't finish all her portion, and then on um, the next day, I it's put in the refrigerator, and then the next day it's like, 
oh, I want to eat, I want to have some of that food on that plate. Can I put it on another plate and eat it? So it's swimming against food that's eaten with on a plate typically, with a fork and knife. Let's imagine that. That's fine. If it's if it's a sandwich, changing plates doesn't do anything. But okay. for most things, yes, that would be fine. So for chicken, it's okay. Chicken, yes. You, most people eat. Ch- I mean, Sefer, you know, in Kentucky, the most people eat chicken, you know, on plates with mm-hmm. forks, knives, and uh, and you know, and they don't eat, they don't eat <coughs> you know, with their hands and fried. You can uh, also add, or add on it, right? And, what? and then you can drink it. Let's say if it's a glass of Coca Cola, and then just add a little bit more of Coke, and then you can drink it. Never saw it. All about you. I can hear that. I never saw that. If yeah. he says that, he says that. I, you know, it's really her drink, so maybe he's going to consider taking the drink. Ashkelon will do that. Yeah, because I've so. seen some people with, um, if they did the Kiddush over wine and there's a little bit of wine left in the Kiddush, um, they pour some wine from a bottle and then pour it. That's down. completely different halacha. Okay. That's because of Pogum. Okay. That's, you, you did see that, but that's a completely different okay. halacha. But, yeah, that's true, but you just brought down the but it's That's because typically you can't make a kiddush on wine that was drinking from already. Okay. That doesn't, that not, doesn't connect to this. Okay. Okay. Um, if a wife t- tastes it, and just to see if it, and she doesn't eat from it, she just t- tastes from a big thing, then you, it's permissible to eat from it. Let's say you're going to share, you know, popcorn thing. Like these bags, right? Right, you can't both be double dipping into these, into these bags, okay. you know, sharing a, a bag of popcorn together, or chips. You know, Alex and Yehuda can share, I'm not going to think of anything, but uh, if, if you're married, right? If you're married, if you're married, <laughs> if you're in the wrong city, you better be careful, but... Uh, if you're married, that would be that would be that would be certainly uh, forbidden to go ahead and do it. Now, if you're taking popcorn and putting it on your plate and then eating from your plate, that would be okay. So you can take from the basket, put it on your plate, and then eat from your plate. You can't eat directly sharing uh, together. Okay. She can't listen to her sing. Right? When a woman's in Ida, she can't listen, she can't be singing. Now you're talking about a love song or a romantic song, which you probably shouldn't sing because not Jewish lyrics, but even Zemiris, right, even Mayedidus, right, that would be a problem to, to, uh, as well. Though you stock up the so this is gets very hammer. See this, you know, when your wife is, your wife, um, you know, my wife's taught a lot of college, I always tell her to stress this point. When you're in Nida, you need to wear either pajamas or a nightgown. Your tire, if you want to dress, I'm not saying a good Jewish girl should dress this way, but if you want to dress with shorts, mutterlach, it's permissible. But if you're a nida, your husband can't stare at you. Right? You cannot dress that way in a way that you would walk in, uh, you know, where, your, where your body parts are uncovered. Because basically, you're telling your husband, he's going to end up staring. It's forbidden. For a man to stare at a woman in her places that cover. Well, what does that include? Well, guess what? Halakha says that your arm needs to be covered to your elbows. So even though, even though she wants to go to sleep when she's tar, okay, fine. She's a need that you can't stare at this area. So either she, she goes to sleep and puts her blanket on before you get into the room. Not, not a problem in her. It's a problem that you can't see her. <laughs> Uh, you can't stare they at her. They can see you, though, right? It's like, 
like you wear shorts and I mean, you can wear shorts. Right I mean, yes. If, if you're ha- if you're if you're out of out of shape or you look whatever, yeah, so exactly. you don't want to show them bias. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to show it. too much. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just so no, not right. Fract shiran. You know what fract is? Fract no. Learn in English as we go. Yeah, you know what fract is? No, a good, it's Yiddish. Yiddish. Okay. Fract shiran. Uh, that uh, say, say again. She can put schavot. She can put. She like shouldn't be like uh, shmatas. Yeah, shmatas. Sh- schavot. Right? Schmatas, you know, right? Frumpy. Frumpy. Shouldn't. She shouldn't look ugly. That's true. In fact, the sage said a woman who's in either could, could put on makeup and technically she put on a little perfume just for. But you know, you know. <laughs> but she should look respectable. But she can't be dressed in where you're going to stare her, especially when. And he started in the beginning where it especially is a bad idea, uh, you know, besides us. Awesome. And um, are you allowed to say things like I love you or other things during that period? Or so would you tell someone else's wife I love you? <laughs> no. If your wife, you're here, you say to a woman I love you. I'm my father's wife. Uh, if your wife would hear you tell, like, you know, Mrs. Freed, I love you, what do you think she would do? Yeah, I would, uh, it's probably definitely weird. Like, <laughs> That's it? Yeah. Not married long enough. You know, no. <laughs> so listen, I love you. To be very, very frank, so I love you is 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 could be most times problematic. You know, it's not like you know you want to tell your mother you look stunning, but you tell your mother I love you. So it is. Yeah. It's a little bit less than telling her you look stunning. Yeah. Or you look. I think you know. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, they look really good. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that. It's it's less than that. So. But it's it would be recommended to say I appreciate you or I thank you so much, you know. Just again, we're creating amits. It's not supposed to be any rechuk in your in your marriage. It's supposed to yeah. enhance it. But uh, but use your use your, your your wisdom correctly in this, okay. right? So how about also lishka v'amita? So when she's anita, you can't sit on her bed, right? And also her pillows. Uh, and blankets, because actually we know this is actually important halacha. When a f- husband and wife, as I mentioned, are intimate, where should they be? In whose bed? Her bed. Her bed. They're supposed to be in her bed. So you think her bed is her bed is representative of that? Relationship on mitasa yishmach mirin afilu shemlobe fenaha and to 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 you know to to lay down on her bed, even if she's not in the room. If sitting on her bed. Is 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 both uh, is is for sure in front of her, um, uh, but but laying on it is is uh, is um, second excuse me, laying on her bed is also whether she's there or not. Sitting on her bed is is a question. Is if she's not there, maybe it's it's permissible. We still try to mock her not to be on her bed. Why? Because you get you sit in her bed. You think you know maybe tonight. You know, it's it's one of those traffic laws, right? It, you're creating this this ambiance. A woman is permitted permitted leisha amitaso to sit on his bed, um, but to lay on his bed because it's a machlokes, and we generally try not to do it. Okay. Uh, now this is very important. Actually, somebody once mentioned this to me. You have guests, okay? You have guests. It's forbidden. I actually tell you a true story about five years ago. Maybe five, years, five or six, I think it was five years ago. It was Yom Kippur morning. Shtavna Yom Kippur starts what time? Eight. Eight o'clock. It's 7.15, not bad, 7.15 in the morning. I'm in my office. I get a knock on my door. 
telling you somebody comes in looking like a ghost. Um, just like a ghost. Like, I thought, like, the worst. It causes the door of Vina I gotta talk to. So what happened? Is it okay? I kept it morning. 7.15 in the morning. You know, I said, I woke up this morning, I had t- Thomas Kerry. I know, not a good day to have Kerry. <laughs> Uh, I am Kipper. Don't finish the year. So, and it turns out that he slept in the same bed as his wife that night. Which is forbidden on Yom Kippur. He didn't have relations with her, but he slept in the same bed. Which is forbidden on Yom Kippur. And, uh, whatever, I gave a guy a lot of encouragement. They didn't tell me you rushed or you, this is all your fault! So the guy had to go to Yom Kippur. I was like, no, I should listen, you'll, you'll make it. Da, da, da. I gave him the good. Probably better for him. He probably had a better uh, You can't ever. imagine this guy. You should, you should have seen him. Brought, he was like, Revive the Because, you know, so, but the, but the point is, is that he slept in the bed that night. And sleeping in a bed is forbidden. Husband and wife's when there, she's tahar, but when you're, when you're, they're not, so when you have guests, you ever invite guests, I don't know if you ask married couples when they come to your house, are you tahar vatame? I, I don't think you that's just a, give them two beds, you give like, them two beds, yeah. right, and if you don't have two beds in your house, Sleep on the floor. you have singles, and you don't have married couples, that's the rule, yeah. right, I've been in people's houses where there's one bed, and yeah, so you don't have guests unless you have two beds or married, right? Um, but for us, well, well, what's the luck? You have two beds, okay? Um, so ideally, they have to be separate that you can't even touch. Say 20 inches. But really, even if it's separate a little bit, if they're not touching, it's mutter. Right. What happens if you go? I once, I was once, someone once asked me. So be the avid. You can do this. Uh, not for you, Andrew. Gentlemen. Nope. And what does matter mean? Uh, I say. What What's matter again? Permissible. Okay. So I was once somebody. They were in a room. They told me, and it was like there's like little mini rooms. And the beds were touching. It's like you couldn't move it. You could, it literally couldn't be separated. You gotta get a pillow and like stick it in there. Yeah. So I told them you could, you could do is you sleep in opposite ends. Your head, right? <coughs> like the beds are like you know, and try to separate, drop, and sleep. You put your head in one side, the other one's the head in the other side. And there are opinions that that's okay because that itself is a pretty big, uh, the, the, you know, divider. But really, you have to be in separate beds. I actually, saw it over here by Liao, they slept in the same bed. Right? Um, and, um, you know, highly inappropriate if she's a need on, on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is a, would a bunk bed be sufficient? Let's say you're uh, for a guest room or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um... Um, asura litzuk lo mayim lechotz. Now, today is not so common. In the old days, you know, how you took a shower? They, they pour water for you. She should not pour water for you to, to bathe yourself or, you know, fill it up. Unless she's filling up n- nagel vaser. You know what nagel vaser is? Hmm. Nagel Vasser. If you like a diet. The cup. The cup for Nagel Vasser. Um. Asura. Huh? Forgot that wasn't here. Nagel Vasser. Nagel Vasser. Asura Latsia Betasri Now, here's a marriage 101. Moshe, how long are you married now for? Three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. If your wife makes the bed, Say thank you, right? Yeah. 
She, you're not paying her as a maid, right? No. She makes you dinner. You say thank you, right? Yeah. See, it's nice two weeks. He knows the rules already, right? Women are not maids and they're not cooks. <laughs> they are wives. When she cooks you food, she's cooking because she loves you, right? You know, she makes her bed. She's making because she cares about you, or because she can't take the mess on top of it, right? Right. So we, the fact that she's making your bed, you have you. She can't make it in front of you. She could actually change the sheets. Change sheets is, is labor, right? But making the bed and doing that, you should not be would not be able to do it. Sitting on on chairs that are swing, you know, or a hammock or on a bench on, on a tree that swings back and forth, is uh, not permitted. Or not even sitting on a couch. Where you can feel each other's movements, right? You ever sit on a couch chair? It's uh, it's closeness. And that could also be an issue with a bunk bed. Um, if um, she, um, if she's, I'm on the top bunk and she's on the bottom, and I, she causes it to move. Right, really, ideally, you should, uh, you know, a bunk bed in theory, if it's, should be, you know, uh, you're not on the same plateau. Let's put it that way. Right, you're not on the same. You're not seeing the same level, so that's why it's okay. Okay. Um. But here you're on the same level. It's the same, it's the same thing. You can't go on a small little boat together. Anyone ever go to Vesona Park? To Vesona? Anyone to the boats in Vesona? Right. And that also includes like paddle boats. Paddle boats, little rowboats. That would be for forbidden. That's like, you know, if you would take someone else's wife to that little rowboat, it'd be <laughs> right. And it would be a good thing. You know, not uh, think so again. That, that's a, it's it's actually you do with your wife. You don't you know. Yeah, you, you wouldn't do that with 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 other, with other, uh, uh, other people. What about camping? People camping, like if you're so hold 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 on that. Um, but in, in general, <coughs> you shouldn't go in t- in tight quarters. Now, pleasure trips, right? Taking a a, a pleasure trip. So, um, you know, the the post that you shouldn't really do that when she's in either, right? Going on a walk in an intimate, like going on a walk in the street, the place to say it's okay. Going on in a forest and a hike together, doing things which you would do only with your wife and no other lady in the world. <laughs> I hope, right? It would be would be inappropriate, which is in though, right? Business trips, fine. Pleasure trips, right? Vacation, honeymooning, obviously having a honeymoon because a woman comes in either right away is not possible right away in Judaism. Besides the Shema brachas, right? So it would be inappropriate to go camping when. What? Are you allowed to go out for like coffee or something during the? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Coffee's coffee's fine, and even to dinner you can go out to dinner. Okay. Right, but you actually if you go out to dinner, so you have to rely on the fact that other people are around, right? That's yeah. what you're relying on, or you have a you put a you put a you put a hacker there, which is very easy. Put your cell phone between you, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Okay. Um. There are halachas of if your wife is sick and you're healthy. I'm not going to do that right now. Just put it this way: if she's sick and you have to actually touch her when she's in need, you have to ask a shiloh. Bishasnidasa, when she's in need, you can't pour her wine. Now, of course, wine is a real bonder, right? And wine actually can take it, take it in you know in doses. Can actually. What about her drinking from your kitchen cup? So right, right now. That's interesting. But right now, right now, we, good timing over here. So shasnidasa, you can't pour her. Uh, and she can't pour you, right? So what do you do? This goes only for wine, not for like soft drinks. Sharmashkin, technically, is is is. I mean, you can't you can't 
drink from her cup, she can drink from your cup. Right? But pouring is only for wine. Yes. Yeah, what about grape juice, which has no alcohol? So, grape juice is a big discussion. We try to be mocked by grape juice. There are those. It is slightly more, slightly, it is slightly more, uh, uh, le- lenient. <laughs> that, um, but, uh, but, but, uh, we try to be machmed for, for, for grape juice. So you can't, she can't pour for you. So how would she, or in general, by the way, and I didn't mention this, she can't, when you, she's serving you food, I'll just jump, the, jump, the, jump, right? When she's serving food, she's not supposed to serve and, and put it into your, uh, plate. She's put it next to where she's serving with the, the opposite hand. So, but by wine, it's really machmed. So now I can't, you can't, you can't, um, pass it even if it's the Kiddush cup. So what do you like Kiddush cup? <laughs> you have two options. If you have many guests, you pour into lots of different cups. Okay. Pour into lots of different cups. And she, you didn't pour her cup. She just takes one of the cups. If it's you two together, okay, you could either drink from it and put the cup down or drink from pour into your cup. Sometimes people like to pour into a cup and put the cup down. She then takes the cup. You didn't give her the cup of wine. She takes it from you. That would be um, okay. Right, this is the the basics. There's, there's some details um, I didn't do, but this is the 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 the, uh, the, ba- the the basics. There are, by the way, by Sharmashkin, there are those who you know are machmir okay. about pouring. Yeah, especially by Ashkenazi. So basically, I can after doing kiddush, so I'm doing kiddush on this cup. And this Ashkenazi, is my, yeah. this is my general drinking cup. So I'm doing the kiddush. So I pour here and then though. Yeah, and she just takes the cup exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. And then she takes this. Yeah, so let, let me just, you know, end over here. But, you know, these are halakhas, as I mentioned in the beginning, at length, they they create the, the, the healthy balance, you know, for your wife. But, you know, I, I would say, you know, we started Tamachovim, and it's weeks that we're supposed to work on Kedusha. You know, it's interesting that in the world today, in many, many places, so actually, there are places uh, where they fast and show them. There are places where they have special davening and show them. I remember last year, I was in Eretz Yisrael. I went to Kever Rachel. And, and by Mincha, there's a whole minion with doing slichos for show them. Wow. Really for show them. Okay? Um, you know, because again, the Arizal says it's an opportunity to, to make kashasam. There's nothing. If you want to live in the world today, or in any generation, there's nothing more you can do for the Kedusha and to have a healthy, happy marriage. <laughs> to have a healthy, happy marriage, your head is clear. The Gemara says that one of the reasons why you're obligated to be married, there's multiple reasons you're obligated to be married. One is to have children. Another reason is that Lotovius Lovado, that you should it's that we're imperfect. We're, we're it's not good to be by yourself. But the Gemara says that no matter what, it saves you from sin. Right? It make it means when you're happily married Right? When you're happily married, right, it saves you from sin. It, 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 your whole life is on a much higher level. Your whole life is, you know, uh, is happier, more thbracha, more susceptible to ruchnius. And this is an area of importance, but it's important to remind ourselves during Shavuot, when we're working on Kedusha, that the most important thing is to work on our marriage. The most important thing is to follow the ways of the Torah. That it, there is no better marriage than the marriage of Torah. You look at the world today. You know, I, I, this is a true story. I was uh, I was on the plane, you know, uh, about ten days ago. You know, and I was flying back from 
dropped my Twitter off in Florida, so coming back to uh, California, and these two ladies from Florida were, were next to me, both in the, the late 50s, dressing up like they were in their 30s, like really, you know, <laughs> you know, people don't know their ages, laughing, you know, the whole, the whole time, and they were going to a convention in San Francisco. So, at one point, I, like, you know, they were, they were on the opposite aisle with me. I said, I said a comment, and this lady loved my comment. She thought it was, like, absolutely, like, unbelievable. She was high-five to me. And I said to her, uh, I can't high-five you, because I only touch my wife. So she looks at me. She says, you got to be kidding. I said, yeah. I said, I said, for my mother or whatever, Grandma, I just, the only ladies I touch are my wife. She said, how do I find a guy like you? <laughs> like, how do I find a man like you? So then this lady starts telling me, she said she grew up, she should grow up, she's living now in Boca Raton. She lives in Boca Raton, Florida. She, and she, not, not a Jewish lady, uh, a wasp. She lives in Boca Raton, Florida. And she says she drives by the synagogues there and she sees families. Like, she says, you know, it's funny, I always see the men and the women look so happy. And all these little kids running around in their, in their Saturday clothes, Shabbos clothes. And they look so happy. You know, like, you know, she was like, she was floored. You know, I'm t- and I'm telling you, if you would have seen the, the magazines that these ladies were, were reading, you could, you know, it gave me actually hope for Romani because they were in the muck, these ladies, reading magazines which were so sick, but she appreciated that. You know, the more, as I mentioned, there's nothing, nothing, there's nothing holier. Nothing, you can't imagine anything holier. And husband and wife being together at the right time, which is tar. It's how marriage is consummated. It's how children are brought into the world. It's part of Shabbos. There's nothing that's holy. Nothing deserves more attention. You, you know. You know. I, 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 you, it's not a good to be tired Friday night. You should be up and alert. Right? You know. And halacha today is that really a second time during the week, mandatory. You know, everything being equal. There's nothing more important than that. There's nothing which is tar, right? But all of that comes when we follow all the other halachas. And really, you know, this is an aspect of it. The laws of, of intimacy are important, but it's working on our marriage. If our marriages are healthy and holy, then our lives are healthy and holy. And that itself is the greatest tikkun, is the greatest rectification for anything that we are in the outside world. The marriage itself, we love our wives. We love our wives. We're excited to be with our spouses, there's nothing better to bring Kedusha into our lives, into, into a Jewish home's lives. Okay, thank you. Thank you.